This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. The big day, the big week, it has arrived. It is Ohio State, Michigan week. Yes, I know, you're not supposed to say the name of that school up north. I get it, but I said it. He's not, they're not Voldemort, for God's sakes. Spencer, <laughs> it's here. We have waited. We have asked ourselves. We have, we have benchmarked Ohio State against inferior teams, all in the name of can they beat Michigan, and that's where we are today. That's where we begin the show. Yeah, you're right, and this is um, this yeah, this is it. Like every conversation I think we've had about this team, whether it was about their matchup with Minnesota last weekend or Michigan State or Rutgers, it was always about measuring Ohio State against the eventual matchup they would have, obviously with Michigan. And we're finally here for some for some Ohio State fans. Like this is it, because like that that was a conversation leading up to the season, and I think you actually had it on 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 afternoon drive at ninety two to the fan where you threw out there, is it more important to beat Michigan or win a national championship? And I was appalled by the number of people who called in and said, like, no, Michigan's more important. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The the, the entire goal of, of season after season is win a national championship for Ohio State. They have set the bar that high. But we're more worried about beating Michigan. So it's interesting. But I think this year with how Ohio State is, has played and some of the limitations at the quarterback position and all those different things that we've obviously hashed over and over again – I do think that this is a year where beating Michigan almost is is the most important thing. So yeah, it's it's a big one, and, and well, we're all and, excited for it. And just to get to that real quick, and we we are going to have more of a hardcore breakdown in our second segment here coming up. So this is more kind of looking at all the circumstances leading into this game, and and what I and I, I hate saying this because you could literally do this about anything. What some are calling the biggest game in the history of this rivalry, um, but I I think when it comes down to it. Most years, I think the most consequential thing you can do is win a national championship Uh, because, and even in this rivalry, because of the money, because of the amount of national publicity it gets you, because of the aid in recruiting, and because it is the ultimate, like, it is national relevance. And even though we love Ohio State and Michigan, and that does take center focus on the national level, it is forgotten about by the end of next week outside of Ohio and Michigan. And I just think, so like most years, if you said Ohio State winning a national title or beating Michigan, which, and I think people sometimes go, well, you can't do one without the other. Well, no, last year you damn near did one without the other. So I think last year proved like this, this can be an or conversation. Most years I'd take the natty, right? This year, the stakes are just one, I think, Okay, let's get to the stakes first. One, it's two versus three. It is uh, the sign-stealing scandal as a backdrop. It is Ryan Day having lost two straight games, right? And like, and his job it, maybe being on the line here with this one, too? Well, and I think that's a great point. Like, you have two embattled coaches between 
you know, Ryan Day, because he's lost to Michigan two straight years and hasn't yet won a national title, and, and Jim Harbaugh because of the sign-stealing scandal, and it does feel like, I mean, honestly, guys, we should really think about it this way. If Michigan loses, I, I think that probably helps Jim Harbaugh out of town. Whether the boosters just decide, that's eh, no longer worth it, or whether he himself says, there's plenty of teams that would love to have me. This is my year to go back to the NFL. So, like, and I think a loss helps you helps you even more than obviously uh or sorry, I think a win over Michigan helps push him out of town even more than a loss does. So I just gotta tell you, man, like I think this is as big as the stakes get. And this year specifically, for me as an Ohio State fans, I I want to beat Michigan. I, I think that is just, you know, it you we can talk about the flights of fancy, the national propaganda and all that stuff. And listen, if you if you win this game, you probably are going to the playoffs, although that doesn't necessarily mean you can uh win a national title as we saw last year with Michigan going to the playoffs and getting uh trounced by TCU. But like I just keep coming back to this, your house is not in order. All right, it's been a sloppy couple years. This is a good team. This isn't a great team. Beat Michigan, and we'll talk about everything from here on out. Yeah, I think you laid it out very well there. Just with the the, I, I think the two biggest things, Nick, for me, are that, that it has to be the sign stealing backdrop of all this, where you know everyone's basically sitting here touting, well, Michigan wouldn't have beat Ohio State the last two years if not for stealing their signs, and so this Which, is like, do you believe that? I think I, – I wonder how much of an impact that had last year. I think the year before that, they were just flat out better. Like, I, I think two years ago, they just flat out dominated that game. I think last year, the difference was marginal, even though the score maybe didn't indicate that because I think, like, second half, they came out and they did some things. And that's where when you see a couple plays here or there that kind of changed the course of the game, you do wonder about that. Um, but I do think the last two years, they had a good enough team to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it all came down to that. But as we've kind of had the conversation, like, how much does that impact the game? Okay, we can say everybody's doing it. It's not that big of a deal, but it must have had some impact if they continue to do it. Is my so I'll be honest. I don't buy any of the, the coaches that said it's a 10-point swing. I think that is mm. an outrage mob um, carrying torches, and I don't think it's why you've lost. I think Michigan's been a better, a better Big Ten team than you the last two years. They've been more physical. They've been able to exploit they your defense. Yeah. Um, they've been able to exploit your change in defense here, although we'll see if that holds this year in, in year two of Jim Knowles. So, like, I personally – and, I, like, I heard Ryan Day already talked about it this week, talking about the, the last two years, and, and I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't. I, to me, it, like, I think it's I, – do I think it's, it's fevered the pitch between the fan bases? Yes, 100%, as it should. But do I think in the end that's why you've lost the last two games? No. And I think if you – to me, I think football is – I could tell you everything I'm going to call. I could say every single damn thing, hey, here's what's going to happen. And if my team is more physical and is more determined, I'm going to win the play. And I do think, like – I almost think the most ridiculous part of the sign-stealing scandal is you didn't need this to win. You just yeah. needed to have the right identity and the right players well, and – the right quarterback, which you finally do have, you know, for the first time in the Harbaugh era and the first time since probably going back to the Lloyd Carr era. Yeah, well, and that that kind of goes to my larger point with what I was trying to say initially, which is I think for Michigan, they they want to win this game to validate the last two years of like, hey, it wasn't about the sign stealing. We've just been the better team, and we're going to prove it by going out and beating them again. Like, 
I think that's the angle Michigan fans are taking. I think the uh, the opposite side of that is like Ohio State's like, well, now that the level, the field, the 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 playing field is leveled, if you will. Um, what does that mean for Ohio State? Like, can they actually win it this time? And are they now better equipped to do that? Have they kind of been hit in the mouth a couple times where they're going to bounce back and do that and 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 respond in this way? So I think like the the sign stealing thing has put a just different perspective on all this, especially because you know Jim Harbaugh is not going to be there. And that's where the second big thing for me comes into play because I do think like it's not insignificant insignificant if Ryan Day loses to Sharon a Sharon Moore coach Michigan team versus a Jim Harbaugh coach Michigan team. Like I do think that that matters contextually to the conversation about whether or not he should be fired at the end of the season or whatever. I, I tend to lean who else are you going to get? Like, I know you're going to throw out the Luke Fickles of the world and some of these other names and whatever. There's going to be somebody who, who obviously uh, beats the drum for urban Meyer, like, Oh, bring urban Meyer back. What and all these different things. But at the same time, the guy is a recruiting just goldmine right now. Everybody is coming to Ohio state. They're still building championship caliber teams. And like, yeah, he's, he's hit this, this, you know, bump in the row where, Jim Harbaugh's kind of gotten the better of him in the last couple of years, but is that enough to just simply move on for from him? For some people, it is, but without without him even there on a on a on a Saturday, and I understand like people have thrown out, yeah, it's going to be his game plan and all these different things. I get that, but we all know Nick, there's a difference where where that difference comes into play is if you're in a tight situation in a game, like if Ohio State keeps this thing close. And Sharon Moore's like, well, we're going to call this play versus that play. And that ends up being something that, that determines the outcome or leads to Ohio State winning. Then, like, yeah, you wonder what happens in that situation if Jim Harbaugh's there. Like, that stuff to me matters. And, and if, if, if we leave that game and feel like Ryan Day just flat out got outcoached by Sharon, Sharon Moore, then I do think that there will be a conversation there. So those are the two big things for me. The sign-stealing scandal being a part of this to the point where Jim Harbaugh's not going to be there. And what that means to Ryan Day if he now loses another game to Michigan without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. Yeah, I think the Sharon Moore thing is like just an extra little bit of spice if you're if you're Ohio State fans, you know, like losing to Jim Harbaugh three straight years would be cataclysmic if you're Ryan Day. But then losing the first two years to Jim Harbaugh and then losing three years to a team plagued by two different scandals that cost Jim Harbaugh half the regular season. And to a uh, to his uh, his offensive coordinator, I do think for a lot of fans, I think that'd be the final straw. Because here's the thing: I think logically, I think right now you're going into the final year of Gene Smith. You don't have a new AD um, hired yet, and I don't know that you would want to hire a new football coach and immediately yeah. then turn around and hire an AD. I think well, that, that matters. Is, that is that nightmare. Well, I don't. I, I don't I, I think I the safer think, play is to run Ryan Day back for one more year, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah. but that's a that's a logical thought. Right. When we get to we know college the fan football, base doesn't fans. think logically. Well, it's not just the fan bases. <laughs> that's it, true. It's it all college football fans. Boosters, like boosters, yeah. are not logical because they're just really rich fans. And and by the way, that's okay. That's not a criticism. But like, I think losing to Sharon Moore might be just enough to really piss off boosters. I think it would be overreactionary. I think it would be uh, short-sighted. But yes, I to to what you're saying, I think 100%, if you lose to Sharon Moore, it is 10%, 15%, 20% worse than if you lost to Jim Harbaugh for the third straight year. Yeah, and I, I think you know the, the Gene Smith part of this is interesting too because if you're Gene Smith, 
you know you're leaving at the end of of the spring and right now like you have the ability to say like this is you're able to put your legacy down on the table and say hey look i was here when we won a national championship i did all these other things i brought in ryan or i i I was part of orchestrating ryan day taking over the job and ohio state is a national title contender while i've been here okay do you really want your legacy because because here's the thing like if you are part of a conversation or whatever sort of devolves from here where you fire Ryan day. And then it's on you before you leave in the spring. Hey, hire a new football coach. Cause it's not like they're going to, they're not going to wait. Like they're going to obviously make him do it. You don't wait on these types of things. Then, then your legacy becomes like the only thing he'll be remembered for at the end of all this will be, Oh, remember when Gene Smith fired Ryan day and then picked a new head coach. And if that head coach sucks and Ohio state, you know, goes back to, the you know 90s Ohio State days where it was you know just mediocrity before Jim Trestle took over then that's what he's going to be remembered for like like is is that something that he wants to leave as he steps out steps out stage right like I don't I don't think so I I think he wants to be able to just kind of keep things status quo and leave that for the next AD to figure out well and what I think is interesting about this year's matchup and these ridiculous stakes right um, winner gets to go to the Big Ten title game. Winner is assured a spot in the playoffs, and the loser really has to hope for some help like last year from the selection uh, committee and teams around them. I think the other big thing here is just, I think this year, you know, I think last year you looked at that team, and, and it, as an Ohio State fan, you win in saying, you know, listen, they, even if they lose to Michigan, you turn this thing around and you go to the playoffs, you could still win the national title. And I think what's difficult this year is I think it's the inverse. I think if Michigan loses this game, I could still see Michigan getting in because I think everybody knows they're incredibly talented. They've got a dynamic quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. They've got, I think, probably the best iteration of the team that they've had under Jim Harbaugh. And they were in the playoffs last year, even though that went the way it went. So, like, I could see you saying to yourself, if you're Michigan, well, even if we lose to Ohio State, we've won two straight, and if we just get in the playoffs, we feel like there's no one that can – there's nobody that's demonstrably better than us. Whereas if you're Ohio State, I think you're very similar to Michigan last year in one regard. I think you know that because Kyle McCord lacks, um, you know, some sort of dynamism – and because you have some holes, like your run defense is not flawless. Um, your your safeties have been banged up, and you've, you're really kind of lacking depth there. I do think offensive line wise, like you just you have so many holes. Yeah, it's tough to see you concern. winning. It's tough to see you winning a playoff game unless you get the perfect first round matchup. Let alone winning a national title. So this does like this year. This feels like the gold prize, and. I got to be honest with you, that should be new for, I don't know if that a lot of Ohio State fans are thinking that way, but that's a new feeling. Like usually it's like, it's like a checklist. Like, okay, we got to go beat Michigan. That, that should be a you know chore, but we'll beat Michigan. And then we got to go win the big 10 title game. That should be the easiest thing we do this month. And then we got to get ready to see whether we're one, two, three, or four in the playoffs. And I think this year, I really think like, I, I, I think if you're looking beyond this game, if you're Ohio State fans, I think you're. I think you're magically thinking. I, I think I think this could very well end up being the Super Bowl, even if you do make the playoffs. I think this is the gold standard of this year. Yeah, I mean, I know we have some audio here that we'll play in a little bit. Just uh, Joel Klatt was on the Dan Lebitard show talking about sort of that exact thing, like how many SEC teams do you think are better than Ohio State, Michigan? So we'll get to that coming up. But I, I, I do think you're right, Nick. Like, 
it, previous years, you go into the season with the idea that a national championship is is the the end goal. I understand we sort of started the conversation talking about fans still value the Michigan game more than a national championship, which again is preposterous. But I think this year that is 100% true. Um, and I think like that'll be – if Ryan Day at least does that, like it'll calm down the masses. It'll calm da- down a lot of the, the criticism. It'll cool off the – what do you what do you what do you got going I, on over there, Nick? <laughs> I'm in my kids' room recording. <laughs> this goddamn thing goes off multiple times a day, and I have fixed it multiple times. And this friggin' alarm it clock goes off. goes off about four times a day. I thought uh, I thought we were gonna lose you to the ice cream truck or something I, outside. That's what I'm you, like. Oh, listen. hey, hey. Spencer, you got to hold down the show for a few minutes. I got to go get me a, a, a nutty cone real quick. Let, let's be real honest. You're never safe if the ice cream truck is around, if uh, if it's in my neighborhood. But no, no. So I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank my daughter for screwing up the alarm for the fifth time that I fixed for about 17 times. And uh, we now return you to your reg- regularly scheduled programming. I think we found our clip for social media, though, for sure. I think so. Yeah. And that was that alarm was uh that was my michigan panic meter going off as we were talking about this ah there it is Ah, cut it right there cut it right there circle full circle i love it no yeah can we actually play the joel platt audio real quick because i think i think it's really interesting backdrop to have the conversation about both sorry sorry no worries apparently the apparently our intro is uh 17 minutes long because that's how long we're in the show and i thought it was over by now and apparently it wasn't over oh still hey you know what it's a good intro i'll tell you that (laughs) um all right so yeah here's the joel clad audio again he was on the dan levitard show and you'll hear the question in this but but dan basically asks him how how many sec teams are better than ohio state michigan how many sec teams do you think are better than ohio state and michigan one and uh third right like I, I i think i think alabama is good i think that alabama michigan and ohio state are all probably similar in the fact that they are very good football teams with question marks and and areas of their team that i would have questions about whether they can play at the top end i don't have those questions about georgia right now georgia has won 28 straight games they're clearly the best team in the country they're marching towards a third national title. And in a lot of ways, they remind me a bit of what the Patriots did under Tom Brady. You know, Dan, like, the pa- the guy went to 10 Super Bowls. Why? Because everybody knew they had to they had to deal with Tom at some point. You know, and, you would, and, and a lot of times in Foxborough. Well, Georgia is starting to feel that way. Regardless of what goes on in September or even early October, you're going to have to deal with Georgia, and they're always going to be playing their best at the right time. How many SEC teams do you think are better than Ohio State and Michigan? I, I uh, got to say. Got to love StreamYard. I, <laughs> I got to say. The audio. Um, Alabama scares me. Yeah, uh, Milrow, Milrow's ability as a runner, and I think he's developed a bit as a passer, yeah. um, Alabama scares the crap out of me. And I, I think I think Alabama has a real chance to, to upset Georgia in the sec title game. Now, all that being said, I, I think he's hundred percent right. I, I think it is as I think, I think the one sec team that are clearly better than Michigan and Ohio state is Georgia. And I, 
I got to be honest with you. I think that makes it really hard to find the right four teams because like, I, I feel like you could end up putting in another TCU or another Michigan from last year where you're going to put in a team that looks good on paper, but in reality just doesn't have what it takes to, to contend. And I worry that might be Ohio state like most years. I'm just happy to get to the playoffs, but like, you don't have a Penix. You don't have um, a Bo Nix. You don't have a J.J. McCarthy. And I do think like that kind of quarterback play matters when it yeah. comes to the playoffs. And I know J.J. McCarthy was in the playoffs last year and didn't what didn't look the same way he did against Ohio State. That doesn't matter. He's you know he's another year into his development. He is still a he still has that dynamic quality to him, as does pretty much every other team in the top six. Even Jordan Travis, who's now obviously hurt and out for the rest of his year, uh, for the rest of the year for Florida State, like even that was an advantage that team had over Ohio State. Yeah, let me let me ask you this because I feel like one of the one of the feathers in Ryan Day's cap is the fact that last year you got out physical by Michigan yet again, and then you turned that around because you snuck into the playoffs. And you almost knocked off Georgia, and there was there's there's always this conversation about like, well, Ohio State is built to win a national championship, but Michigan was built these last couple of years to win the Big Ten because they've been this more physical team and all these different things, mm-hmm. right? Do you subscribe to that at all this year? Like what like with CJ Stroud, basically the difference between you feeling that way? Because I did think like in like if you give giving Ryan Day a month to prepare for a playoff game, I think clearly paid off last year where he had the right game plan in mind. Yes, you have C.J. Stroud, so that helps. And clearly, he was willing to use C.J. Stroud in different ways than he had before by utilizing him as a runner. I don't know if that was just like his break glass in case of emergency thing that he wasn't going to unveil at all and he thought he beat Michigan without it, so he was like, oh, we'll just save that for the playoffs. I don't know if that was his mindset there, but like he clearly pulled some different things out, tried some different things, schemed up the right game plan, and had them in a position to win. And then, obviously, I think his defense kind of lets him down a little bit at the end. Marvin Harrison Jr. getting hurt, obviously, in that game was a big factor as well. But, like, do you trust it all, like, in this conversation of can they win a national championship, that if you give him a month to prepare, that it's not going to end up like TCU and Michigan last year. It's actually going to end up with Ohio State maybe surprising you and playing a closer game, even if they lose to a team like Georgia. I mean, yeah, I think I think it could be close, but like I, I think I think it I, one I think it depends what's your first round matchup. Like I, I think if you were to get Georgia the at this year as like the four seed, like if you were to lose to Michigan and somehow end up the four seed, I think that would be the worst possible matchup. I think this team needs an a week at that level to feel that level before you then go turn mm-hmm. on. Georgia. Whereas I think Michigan, I think Michigan last year um learned their lesson. I think they I think they spent a lot of um December kind of resting on their laurels. And I don't mean that literally because I don't know what was going through every day in the program, but I think they, oh well, we beat Ohio State. We're in the playoffs. We broke through. We feel confident. And then I think they kind of I think they kind of probably didn't take TCU seriously enough because they should have kicked the crap out of that TCU team. That that was a good TCU team. It was not a truly great team. They had a high-powered offense. Basically, everything you did to Ohio State, you should have been able to do in spades uh, against uh, TCU. So, whereas, like, this year, man, like, I'll be honest. I I think if Ryan Day has any stops to pull out, I think it's for this game. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I agree. 
he, well, I, I think I think you can pull him out for this game, but you gotta you're gonna have to utilize some of those similar things against a team like Georgia. But yeah, like you you you, you he has no choice with everything with the with what the conversation is around him. He has no choice but to pull out all the stops for this game because it could be his job if 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 not. So I'm with you there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'd be curious. This is where I think the rankings come into play too, because like if Ohio State beats Michigan. I'm assuming you've got to, you got to put them back at one. Like you can't not put them one with a with a win over the number three team in the country. Like that's better than any win that Georgia has at this point, right? Maybe Georgia would jump them back if they beat Bama in the SEC championship game, but I would think you'd have to put them one if they somehow come up ahead of Michigan. And that that's where like the draw of if Ohio State makes the playoffs, the draw of who you get in a first round matchup, I think would be key. Because I do think like if you like you, if you want to avoid Georgia, you you're right. Like you don't want Georgia to be one and you get in as four, which would that the, the likely scenario that happens is Ohio state loses to Michigan committee favors, favors them with their schedule and all these different things and lets them sneak back in like they did last year and backdoor their way in almost. But like you almost need to beat Michigan to put yourself at one and then get the, the easier matchup. If you actually want a re- legitimate shot at a national championship. All right, guys, we are talking about Ohio State, Michigan, and we have arrived at the point in the show when we come back, we are going to get into the nits and the grits, Ohio State, Michigan, who we think has the edge, but first a word from our sponsors.